And all the brothers and sisters said, Amen. I, mean, I love that you yeah, think we're going to punch finger, him in the mouth. Fingers crossed, right? <laughs> and I ain't butt-chugging anything. We got, we got to do some content here. In uh, the Venn diagram of fucked up, I'm not sure where that fits, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I hit the nail right on the head there. Works well under close Nick Saban adult supervision. Randy I mean, Sanders has the team dialed in. <laughs> they are ready to go. How many bananas do you want out of me? I don't know. I kind of want to give Vanderbilt some love here. I, 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 lo I love those head games of the two. The you got to weigh it's, all it's, your it's options. so much fun. Nobody wants to go Lane Kiffin here? I might go Lane Kiffin here. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is one of the last episodes of Liquor and Leagues 2022-2023. The season is, I mean, it's all but over, gentlemen. That's it. We were together on New Year's Eve. We got to watch the New Year's Eve semifinal matches, and this is it. We, we've that come was down. fun. Yeah, it was, wasn't yes, it? it was. We have come you, down to you've only. You've never been with Grinch. Watching a very important Georgia game. If I, I, look, I think we could sell tickets to that, and, and we could make some money to pay for this podcast. Let's I was I was honestly nervous about the TV in the room taking a strike. I mean, I wasn't because you know we could always claim someone broke in after we left and broke it. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't been with Haas during a bowl game that is absolutely inconsequential, <laughs> he's the exact same way as Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> you are you were up you were down I'm fairly confident i wasn't like bending over backwards flicking off the tv through my leg <laughs> fuck you ohio and doing fuck doing you, birdie fuck you. birdie fuck you dances like in, you know like like an indian calling for rain during dry season and then 37 seconds dead quiet when ohio state would score it's like fuck um all of that to say gentlemen how's everybody doing other than missing you guys, because that was yeah. so much fun. It, it yeah. happens, it happens. We're glad you miss us. Uh, yeah, there's only one game left, the national championship game. That's it uh, for Alden Marbles. Um, yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. We're only going to talk about really two games today. We, we can touch on some of the other bowl games that are relevant to individuals in this group, the, the four horsemen, but really it's the Michigan TCU semifinal game and the Ohio State Georgia semifinal game, which... Oddly enough, managed to put TCU of all teams in the final in the national championship game with Georgia, the defending national championship. So kudos to both of those teams for getting there. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about these two games. We're going to obviously start first with the TCU Michigan. It was the first game of that day. It was the four o'clock game. Uh, by all accounts, Michigan, an undefeated team. And as Grinch is clearly fond of saying, and it warms his heart, uh, I believe Michigan had the number one offensive line in the nation. Mm. Is that true? Yeah. Voted. Yeah, they won the whatever whatever the award is. I forget. <laughs> it's not relevant. It's two not years important. in a row. It's, it's, it's for offensive in a row, line, yeah. and it doesn't count. Right. Yeah, but I tell you what, that day it did not look like they had the number one. No, it did line. not. And I believe that was a comment Grinch continually made throughout the game. It was like, how did they get voted that? Uh, but yeah, the the horn frogs. What what is this? The camel toe. What what the is this? I loved your video. What is this, man? What the fuck is this? Hypno toad. Hypno toad. Hypno toad. Yeah, it was uh, surprisingly enough. The TCU horn frogs came out on fire. I mean, they and I think you guys said it. A lot of heart, a lot of passion. They were there to play. They were what Cincinnati should have been a year ago as kind of an outlier team. Now you go, oh, but they're in one of the power five. Of course they are, but it's the medium 12, whatever they are. <laughs> um, Jesus. But they came out the way Cincinnati should a year ago in this game, and they just they never, I mean, they stepped on the gas and never seemed to stop. I mean, they put up a almost 300 rushing yards on Michigan. 
which I don't think anybody's probably done this season and uh, clearly demonstrated who was the better team. So who would like to talk about this game? Um, I was listening to full ride last week and you know, that what this is a bit of a setup statement here regarding maybe how Michigan performed. Um, and they were saying, if you look at like statistics of the defenses of the big 10, there's like a number of teams in the top 10. And so initially you're like, oh man, they must all play stout defense. Uh, that are all their all their offenses are very straightforward and suck. <laughs> so as a conference, they're not playing dynamic offenses week over week over week. Now I th- I think that statistically bears out because, like I said, if you look at the you know the standings of of their defenses, yards allowed, and that kind of thing, um, the Big Ten across the board has ha- is pretty well positioned with their teams. So. Um, the Michigan Ohio state game aside, I just don't think Michigan had ever played anything played against an offense that was that dynamic and aggressive and TC put them on their heels early. Michigan would start to fight back and then they'd put them on their heels again. And it just, you know, they never backed down. It's it's, sorry. It's gotta be defeating when you do that, when you're Michigan and you scrape back in and then the team steps out again and you're like, again, like we're, we've reined them in and we let them step out again. Cause obviously it's two, two sides of the football. So the offense does their job and then watches the defense kind of fuck up for a better word. And, and then they're like, God damn it. We're just gonna, this is going to be a struggle the whole goddamn time. Um, six turnovers in the game. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. And that's that's yeah, three on both sides. So neither one won the turnover game. Could started out that way because I think Michigan had early turnovers. Well, ultimately, yeah. In TCU, I think it had, was it two pick sixes? I believe so. They scored 14 points off turnovers, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's true. I believe you are right. Mac, you okay with everybody? I think he's nodding yeah. off. <laughs> he's like, yeah, look, no, I didn't I'm have fine. a dog in either fight. I don't care. Can we move on? Max, like, you fuckers <laughs> made me get up to this. Something. But yeah, I mean, a combination of, of turnovers and uh, yeah, is what made it probably look a little different. I mean, because if you, the feel of the game was that TCU was in the driver's seat the whole time. Yes. Yeah, now, you're right. We commented that, that night about how they just, they looked in complete control, <laughs> complete confidence. Michigan looked like they had no answers. Um, and TCU controlled both offensive and defensive line. Yes. And and shout out to JJ McCarthy's girlfriend. I was gonna say there we go. Okay, now, now, I, now I'm invested. The right, highlight, the highlight of Michigan's game right there. Family. I mean, can we be honest? That was the best thing going for Michigan that night. It was. I think so. That's the most news they got out of this entire thing. Uh I mean, kudos to the Heisman runner up, Ed Sheeran, uh, mm-hmm. as TCU's quarterback. Did a phenomenal job both with his legs and with his arm. Uh, J.J. McCarthy. And he has an, another great album coming out soon. Yes. <laughs> J.J. McCarthy was no slouch at 20 for 34 for 343 yards. So, I mean, I think both teams played. It was a good game. And we said that at the time. It's like it, it was a good game. It went down to the wire. Nearly a, a 100 points combined over a 1,000 yards of offense on both sides. But Grinch, to what you were saying, they'd never met an offensive kind of juggernaut, right? But isn't the medium 12? That's all they are. 
Aren't they just mm-hmm. offenses? Mm-hmm. So you, I, you'd think if you'd watched enough game footage, 12 fucking weeks of game footage, you would know it's a team that plays offense. And so you need your defense to show up for that, regardless of if your offensive line was ranked number one. So, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. Um, you know, the narrative going into it was was certainly Michigan was the favorite. Right. Um, you know, while they had had some close games, they had not had to do quite what TCU did of like, come back, come back, come back, and then lose, you know, the Big 12 title game. To K-State. You know, so I think that all set the conditions for us to be, you know, I, I mean, I thought Michigan would win. That's who I picked. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, TCU was, <laughs> was like, Nah, not today, brother. <laughs> well, not today, and they, not today. yeah, and we have to talk too about Michigan breaks out that very first run, and it was like, oh my, maybe it's gonna be that kind it's of game. <laughs> yes, and then we all looked at each other and we were like, you remember that? <laughs> uh, and I believe it was like it was like a sixty-seven yard run or something like that. I mean, it was a long run, yeah. which they then converted no points off of. Yep, they got zero points. Yep. I think the next time in the red zone, zero points. So they left 14 points in the red zone right there in like their first couple of possessions, which obviously when you look at the scoreline would have changed the entire dynamic. So it is what it is. TCU was the better team. Clearly they won. They punched their ticket to the national game and and they deserve to be there rightly so. So uh, kudos to JJ McCarthy's girlfriend. Thank you. I mean, you mm-hmm. made the game worthwhile. Yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, game number one on... New Year's Eve. Let's move on to game number two. It was the eight o'clock game. And interesting enough, because the four of us were together, we're watching the game. It's like, oh, you know, is there going to be a break in between? But it, it never seemed to be that way. The minute one game ended, it was like a 10 minute, mm-hmm. the next kickoff started. So it was enough time for, for people to refill their beverages, their tasty beverages. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which some were drinking more than others. But um, all right. So we move on to the, the latter game of the day, the eight o'clock game. This was Georgia, Ohio State. One versus four. Uh, Georgia, uh, did Georgia come in kind of the preeminent favorite? I, I didn't really pay attention to any um, news about this they, game. The The betting line, yes. I want to say it started at six and a half and it moved to five and a half. Really? Going, going by kickoff. Yeah, I believe that's what the line was. And admittedly, this was a home game for Georgia. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> this is always going to be a home game for Georgia if you're playing in Atlanta. Um, not that Ohio State's fans don't travel well, but this is clearly a home game. Uh, this game, we thought game number one at 51 to 45 was a good game. Mm-hmm. This game, of course, admittedly, you could have only watched the last three minutes of this game and been perfectly fine and saved yourself a lot of headache because it's the only part of the game that mattered. Um, uh, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. You were like, that's the best semifinal we've seen in a long time. And then we go into... That was a really good semifinal. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, when a semifinal game ends 42 to 41 in the final moments, I mean, that's how you want the games to go. And Haas, I made this comment about the, you know, Clemson, South Carolina, or not Clemson, South Carolina, um, South Carolina, Notre Dame. Yes, the, the team you're rooting for, you want a blowout. You want a 56-7. Put your mind at ease. You don't have to stress. But for the rest of us, we want a close game. We want a 42-41. We want it to come down to the wire. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it interesting. I'm happy Grinch, Grinch, Grinch probably didn't think so. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, I aged, you know. Yeah, that was a long <laughs> rapidly. Year, I think. Well, uh, um, yeah, and this was also the most viewed game of the season. 
So really? clearly it, it was, I mean, it happened, you know, it was just, I don't know. It was like such a, a great alignment of just timing, you know, Teams. two, two, you know, great, great programs, um, you know, hitting, hitting right at midnight, you know, it was just, it was New like Year's everything, Eve, yeah. you, everything you could ask for. And, and it's funny because a number of people I've spoken to who aren't fans of either team were like, yeah, I was at the bar. Everybody was just glued to the TV. And then all of a sudden we we're like five, four, three. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it felt, yeah. It felt weird. Like I didn't even realize because I mean, that game rolled into midnight and it was hard yeah. to realize that, Oh shit. Yeah. It, it's new year's Eve. Yeah. I think it was Haas. I think it was you that said, Hey, it's new year's. And we were all like, yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> I just, I heard are you not uh, watching this game. Uh, I love you. Happy new year. And the rest of us are just glued to the fucking TV. <laughs> well, we're all just like, nobody look over there. It's going to get ugly or pretty either one. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, hell I mean, of a game. Somebody to kiss on new year's. I mean, uh, we were there. We were all there. strapping handsome young lads. I mean, what was I supposed to do? Oh, <laughs> Good morning, Pupper. Hi, Momo. Yes, thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, it was a great. Admittedly, I'm going to root for the SEC regardless when they're playing somebody, and so as much as it pains me to say, I, I had to be a Georgia Bulldog fan. It was totally worth seeing. Great game. Again, you're looking at a thousand yards of total offense, uh, over eighty points. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you say about this in terms of the way they played Stetson Bennett did what they expected hoped Stetson Bennett would do. And he showed up at the right time in the last three minutes, he drove down the field, he puts him in the end zone and he makes it a 42 to 41 game, Ohio state, which no offense, your, your defense, it's not a shell of last year, but it ain't last year's. Defense. Yeah. It's, it's different. No, yeah. It is. Yeah. And CJ Stroud managed because I think he's, both he's... Mac and Hospo said, you got to account for Stroud and your defense just, wasn't doing it. Yeah. I mean, he played the game of his life. He did. He was phenomenal. Um, I mean, it was, I, I mean, he barely, I don't even know that he made a mistake. I mean, his QBR rating is a 93.9 when it was all said and done. Mm. Um, you know, credit to Ohio State's offensive line. They held up really, really well um, and bought time for those, those dynamic receivers. Um, you know, I think, I want to say what was Cade Stover, their tight end went out, you know, Darnell Washington, our tight end went out. And then of course there's the, um, uh, the hit on Marvin Harrison jr. I, I was going to say that that's something to bring up. I mean, it seemed like every time you turned around, somebody was down on the ground. I mean, this, it was just a truly physical game from, from start to finish. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think, you know, you, you hit on the top three, people that, that actually went out, but it, it just seemed like there was always somebody down after every play or every couple plays. Well, and, you know, and, and you're, you're this deep into the season, you know, the tread's getting a little thin, um, you know, you're <laughs> playing, getting thin. yeah, you're going into your second, third and fourth, you know, uh, on the chart, which just says, I mean, you know, the, another broad takeaway would be, you know, if you're a team trying to make a run this deep, you have to have depth. You just have to because yeah. that's the only way you survive this, you know, this war. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so definitely heavy, heavy physical game. Um, I think both teams showed out uh, really, really well. Um, I mean, Ohio State, I mean, they played the game of their life. They really did. I don't know where this team was when they played Michigan. 
<laughs> frankly, <laughs> but um, they were obviously well prepared. Um, you know, they clearly studied a ton of tape and a credit to their coaching staff. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one for the ages. It was a, it was a phenomenal game. When, it, no, knowing that we, we all feel like <clears throat> this game could have gone either way and, and, it's not the Georgia team we expected to see, and it's probably not the game we expected to see. Um, I think we all can agree Stetson Bennett came out looking good, and then he finished good in those final three minutes, but there was a big chunk of game in there where he just looked off. Inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, what kind well, of concern – for you, what kind of concern is that going into well, the, going into um, the championship game? Yeah, going into the half, I mean, Kirby uh, actually addressed that because um, he told him to settle down and he said to stay within the system because um, there were a couple plays where he went off script. And it's funny in the, po- I think it was in the post game or it's in, it was in interviews, you know, following the game. Um, he was talking about the play where he, you know, basically lateral or lateral to Lad McConkey. That wasn't even an option in the play, in the play tree. And he just goes, stupid, stupid. <laughs> you know, so, um, so it's funny, you know, it's almost like he has, he, he, he gets a little cocky and thinks he can pull off anything. And that's when, you know, Todd Munkin and Kirby and crew like want to choke him. And then he, and then he delivers this fourth quarter where you're just like, and that's the mailman delivering yet again. Um, I mean, it, it's interesting. There's a lot of, there's a lot of articles and I think, um, you know, depending on the outcome of Monday, he's going to go down as one of the greatest college football stories because <laughs> the only other quarterback to win two national championships back-to-back is A.J. McCarron, I think. Um, I think. Maybe maybe Tommy Frazier going back to Nebraska, but, um, you know, it hasn't happened since 11 and 12. And then here and that you was have Alabama, this, right? Yep. Yeah. And then here you have this walk-on, and nobody, you know, who who couldn't get through the depth chart, transfers away, transfers back, still doesn't have a starting job, and then just slowly overcomes these five and four stars to become the starter. And now, uh, you know, Feinbaum, I think it was who, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest Feinbaum fan, but I think he said, you know, he may go down as one of the greatest college football closers of all time because of his statistics in the fourth quarter, which are just phenomenal. And I believe yeah. it. And and I would make no argument if that were the way it all fell out. I will tell you the one thing that Ohio State did that no other team this season was able to do. They managed to shut down your one uh, – you're not, not your one, but your number one weapon in Brock Bowers. Yeah, he's a tight end there. I mean, and that's what – hopefully if TCU is paying attention, that's what they have to find a way to do. Now, that's not to say you don't have weapons everywhere because you do. <laughs> um, a massive running back core, uh, multiple receivers – but, I mean, all season, Brock Bowers has been the go-to guy. I mean, he's been the guy when nothing else would work. You just throw it in his – he's like Gronk. You throw it to him in right. his direction, and he manages to haul it in. But the flip side of that coin is is if Georgia was paying attention, they they have uh, play scripts where not all balls are fed through Brock Bowers. True. I, I was going to say something very similar. Um, that, you know, was another tale of the tape, which is the receiving core became the focus of – Receiving, oddly enough, <laughs> instead of the tight ends, you <laughs> right. know, um, uh, and certainly, I mean, you look at Arian Smith, uh, you know, three receptions, 129 yards, and to include that one, 
where the he was ones, just the wide open. Um, but Bowers was, was, I mean, he was the second receiver, uh, four receptions for 64 yards. But the interesting thing is if you look at the difference between Ohio State and Georgia, Ohio State had one, two, three, four, five, six different receivers, whereas Georgia had 10. Like 47, yeah. Yeah, it just they just spread the ball around more. And that's the nature of the system is it's <clears> – I think you go to who you trust, which is why, like, typically Lad McConkey and Bowers get the bulk of the throws. Um, <clears throat> but the system isn't designed where it has to do that. And I, I, so I'll be curious to see the plan going into the national championship. Yeah, because McConkey was all but irrelevant in this game, six yards. And, and uh, he got hurt Negative two game. total yards – or negative one total yards. Yeah, he was injured um, – injured in the sec championship um so i was actually surprised he played oh okay uh any word on your big ass tight end darnell washington uh they're they're doing the standard it's going to be they're closed-lipped we're gonna we're gonna assess and make a decision at the time um apparently he's no longer wearing a boot um and at the press conference he gave the standard that it's going to be the coach's decision well, there you go. Well, it's it's him and Warren McClendon, the starting offensive tackle, that are the two that everybody's questionable right on. now. Well, kudos, Grinch, to your dogs. Two years in a row making it now. Uh, hopefully, they. I mean, I'm all for them pulling off the uh, the back to back. Obviously, as an as an SEC fan, hopefully they do that. I don't know. I mean, two well, weeks ho- ago, I hope it's back. Yeah, hope yeah, it's back. But, so, but two two weeks she ago, is. I would have said TCU was a long shot. Never on, not even on my radar in the medium 12 coming in, uh, you know, and here we are. I mean, they've got to be accounted for. And I I imagine you guys, you guys have the ability to do that. So, you know, we'll see how all this plays out. Yeah. I mean, and let's, uh, I, I, I would be remiss if we didn't also say, how about Sonny Dykes? I mean, isn't this his first year with the program? (laughs) I believe it is. Is it? Yeah, Uh, I think so. I don't know how long ago Gary Patterson was, but Sonny Dykes now takes the helm. Uh, and what a story there. I mean, it may be his first year. Cause I know last year when we talked about coaching, uh, coaching salaries, Patterson ranked up there. I mean, he was up getting paid a fair amount and he had been there forever at TCU. So yeah, it may have been, I think it was last year. So this may be his first year. I think you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a Cinderella story as well. Um, so, I mean, Look, neither team's going into this game going, well, you know, if we do, if we lose, it's all right. I mean, they're going to play their hearts out. Right. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's a good game. Yeah, this uh, is his first year. Here's at SMU. Yeah, SMU. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a good game regardless. I think both will show up. Georgia will rebound from the – not the struggle, but what struggles they had. I think they'll find a way to work that out. And I think TCU will probably come in with the same passion they did in this last game, and it will be a damn good game. So I look forward to seeing it. Haas, before we pivot to uh, the national championship picks, anything you want to say about the South Carolina-Notre Dame game? It was disappointing. It was. I know you were. I, I made the joke about go Clemson. <laughs> Wait, who said that? Who said that? Um, <laughs> not Clemson, Notre Dame. I keep doing that. I keep doing that. Upside, mm-hmm. Straight vertical with a dog on top, you know? Yeah. Um, not the game you were hoping for. No, it, it was it was one of those where, um, you know, for three quarters they dominated and they won the turnover battle. And then, you know, in the fourth quarter, they just shit the bed and let Notre Dame back in and lost. Sometimes that's all it takes. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll say, I, I mean, it was an entertaining game, but to the point made earlier, it's like, well, it's a lot more entertaining when your team wins, you know. Um, now, I guess what I'm curious about um, is, so Beamer, I think, just got a raise, oh, if I'm not mistaken. Big time raise. Now, that's, what's curious to me is how South Carolina performed, and then I, I think there's a lot of positive energy with Beamer, but what's up with these players going into the portal, bro? And I'm I'm like Jordan Birch just left. He was at the level they were expected to perform at. Some of that could be system and coaches. Some of that could just be they they were not rated correctly or whatever. Um, we'll have to wait and see where they go and how they perform, right? Because if they go somewhere else and they perform lights out, you're like, mm, yeah, that's a red flag. But uh, yeah, I'm concerned. But I mean, also South Carolina is still recruiting really well, both between you know, high school and the transfer portal. So, you know, let's wait and see how this plays out. I mean, we're, we're talking about a young coach who's very talented, I think. He's brought in a new offensive coordinator. So that that obviously makes things change for some players, especially on offense. So I don't know, man. Initially, of course, you know, when you see talented players, big-name players leave, you, you, start, you start getting heart palpitations. And then when more and more do, it gets a little worse. Um but I don't know. I mean, look, um, they're turning in the right direction and they're winning. So until that, until that training starts to. But are they? I mean, they, they just are. lost. They just lost. To Notre Dame, one of the most historic programs in the entire nation. You're Do right. you want to talk about Florida's are they? Yeah, I'm like, at least, at least my team can play in a proper bowl game and score touchdowns. A loss is a loss. It doesn't matter. All right. So oh, at the end of the day, okay. at the end of the day, a loss is a loss. Okay. Okay. Single digits. We still hold the record for consecutively games scored in. So I'm just saying, you take I mean, the wins where you can get them. You. Is, your, is your hat getting worn out from hanging it? <laughs> you take the wins where you can get them. Look, uh, obviously, we there's no need to talk about Florida. It was an abysmal showing against Oregon State. I'm still not sure how the fuck Florida was playing a number 14 ranked team in the uh, whatever the fuck toilet bowl. But well, generally speaking, it's because the SEC teams show up and show out, right? Like, I mean, you're <laughs> well, I, I think, I think we... that's worth discussing because uh, um, Kentucky, what? Yeah, what was that? Um, yeah. Florida, what was that? The, the, same the SEC who struggled. Beat, who beat Utah? You yeah. know, <laughs> um, well, it, uh, LSU this, did crush. Bama crushed. Um, Georgia didn't crush, but they won. South Carolina. I mean, we we had a lot of SEC teams. I think we were like five hundred in terms of our win percentage in bowl games. We didn't we didn't show out like we've done in the past. Uh, and if we want to talk about the Florida debacle, obviously we have no AR. Uh, he, I think, is going into the NFL, so yes. he did not play. We had Jack Miller the uh, third, 13 for 22 for 180 yards. They just were never able to get their offense. I mean, the kid hasn't taken a snap really all season, mm -hmm. and they're putting him in the bowl game. Uh, you know, it's, it is what you know, it is. I, and I think we talked about this. Um, bowl games mean nothing anymore. Unless you're playing in a New Year's Six bowl game. Or the there, national no championship. I, yeah, there, there's no incentive for these kids to play. There's only downside. I agree. You, know, you get I injured. Agree. So, and, and that's the sad state of, of affairs we're in with college football now. Right. Well, I mean, look, it's good for the fans. So, I mean, it still counts for that. And it's good for the programs because they get a shit ton of cash. Is it though? Well, I mean, if you show up and you get your ass spanked 30 to three, how is that the, good for the fans? How much money, or the, how much money 
did Florida get off of that bowl game? Uh, see, that's the beauty of it. SEC doesn't operate that way. All their bowl game money goes into a pot and all schools split it. So Florida didn't have to be successful. <laughs> doesn't matter. The SEC splits all of the winnings. That's the way the conference works. So Georgia's, of course, going to carry the lion's share. They're going to go to all the right bowl games this year. They're going to pull in all the money, and all of the schools will get a chunk of that. So, I, Yeah, I think, too um... – you know, two thoughts. One is I, I think viewership of some games wasn't great um, just due to disinterest <laughs> of outcome. Yeah. Um, and I think the whole you build momentum from your blast, your bowl game to set conditions for the next year is bullshit. But it's not science in that it's a guarantee. I think I think it used to be. But again, now that you have, you know, you kids opting out, kids going leaving early, you don't even have the same team playing. So, I mean, and, and, you can't. and, and like you said, when, when, when you're throwing somebody out there that has not played all year, what do you expect? Right. And and let's be honest, the bowl games last year, Georgia went to all the right bowl games, won all the right games. It didn't do shit for I won't say it didn't do shit for your recruiting. But Texas A&M had a, a highly recruited class, mm -hmm. and they didn't that play. They well, and I how mean, they do? Yeah, well, but we see we see how that's played out. And how many? The last time I saw was, was it twelve or fourteen or sixteen? Oh, some ridiculous number. Yeah. No, no, no. They're they're twenty seven. Twenty something, right? Yeah. I think it's twenty seven, and it was all nil. I mean, we knew it was. We said it was. They bought the team, and look where they are in recruiting this year. I don't, they're not even top ten. Um, but interestingly that you say that um, Kirby actually got a question about, did you see any change in recruiting after winning the national championship? And he's like, no. And that's, it, that was my point. It, right? Yeah. Because he, said, he just recruits. Right? Yeah. It doesn't he, matter. He's like, it, it's not, he, he's like, it's not like something we use as a basis to decide a candidate and vice versa. I mean, you know, like the new season is the new season. What happened then is what happened then. Right. Yeah, you're selling the program, not a <laughs> right, particular right. win. So are you the right fit with the right culture and so forth? That's what we're recruiting, not someone who's going, I'm only coming if you've won. Yeah, but here's yep. the difference. Georgia has that pedigree. A TCU who hasn't been in a national conversation in how many fucking years? I, they're going to use this. Well, as yeah, recruiting. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Already, they should. <clears throat> from what I saw, they're already picking up some players yeah. for next season. So, yeah, you will have schools that Cincinnati would have done it if they'd have gotten there. They'd have absolutely used it as a recruiting tool. Your Alabamas, your Georgias, they don't have to because they've built a program that sustains itself, and that's what they use to pull in players. So, uh, all right. Uh, you don't want to run long. There we go. The two semifinal games, South Carolina, obviously Florida isn't even worth talking about. I'm not even sure if Napier's the guy for next year. Got to wait. He's going to start recruiting this year. We'll see what he brings in. Uh, I do follow Florida on Instagram, so I get all the updates in terms of, hey, we've signed this recruit and we've signed that recruit. So we'll see what happens. But let's go ahead and move on to the national championship game. It will be Monday, the 9th of January. It is Georgia and TCU. Um, oh, let me share my screen. Sorry. Uh, Bam. Bam. So here we go. Our, our final pick of the season. I am currently in first place with 89 wins. Haas and Grinch, you are tied for uh, second at 88. Mac at 82. Uh, now, win percentage over last year are very similar, except for Mac. Mac, you actually dropped off here at the end because you made a lot of you made a lot of picks in that last week 
Yeah. I, I was busy doing fantasy football. This, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this is bullshit. I get it. I get it. I get it. College football. Yeah. Uh, so obviously in the regular season, uh, Haas and I were tied at 87, Grinch at 86, Mac at 81. And now uh, as we have run through the bowl games, we sit where we are. I am one game out in the lead with one game left to go. So Georgia TCU, uh, that will be the game that we pick. I will pick first. Obviously for me, this is going to be a no brainer. I am going to go. TCU. TCU. So I'm going to go Georgia here. TCU, folks, you can't see what he's picking. Yeah, I am picking Georgia, and so I am going to take Georgia. Now, obviously, Haas and Grinch are tied, but Grinch, you hold the tiebreak from the offset league in Coastal Carolina, and so you get to pick next. With you or with Haas? Uh, You're tied with Haas, so you get the next pick. No, but I mean, all right, so Coastal Carolina. Can somebody beat you? Oh, you're tied with me. You're tied with me in that league, but you're beating Haas in the Coastal Carolina League. So what happens? Remind me if, if we go tied here and then tied into the Coastal Carolina. What's okay? Uh, we haven't accounted for that situation yet. I don't think because nobody expects you to pick off of Georgia. That's why. So the first question <laughs> is: Let's let's he has figure to out in order no. to even have a chance to he win. Does. Right? So let's dis- let's determine what he's picking, and then we'll determine the outcome from there. Because no, I no, do I have need a to know. Oh, I know, but what is the tiebreaker? The tiebreaker is going to be I, the over/under on total points, closest without going over in the game. I told you guys this is the beginning of the season. He was just going to make up the rules <laughs> to, to fit him as this went along. That's right. Welcome to whose oh, line is it anyway? This works. That's it. <laughs> we keep coming back. It's not like you know. You you can't <clears throat> you can't you can't point your finger uh-huh. to any win that well, I have made. Uh, we 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 have yeah censored him now. You can't hear me. Nope. Check your cable. <laughs> it's it's plugged Which in because I can hear all of you. It's a lot like when we play uh, DMZ. <laughs> no, we'll be in the middle of we'll be in the middle are. of a firefight, and I just I just lose Thor for like minutes at a time. Yeah, the cable. Yeah, it's not the cable. I'm not sure what happened there. there That's weird. Um. All right. Either way. It'll be the closest without going over. It'll be over under total points. I mean, that's how generally we work this. So, um, TCU or Georgia Grinch, you got to make that pick first, and the rest is irrelevant. I'll go Georgia. Then it doesn't fucking matter. But, but I'm glad we fun. had that it conversation. I enjoyed there. that. <laughs> I enjoyed doing that with you. Uh, Haas, you are next, brother. I mean, I don't have a choice. I have to go for TCU. If I Maybe want, you win, have a choice. You I absolutely know. have if a choice. If I want to win. I have to go TCU. But you, but you if you pick TCU, you win. still won't win. You'll just you come still in won't second win. place. You'll tie me, and you're losing in the Coastal League. <laughs> Look at that face. Fuck. <laughs> He's like, fuck this game. Yeah, I forgot about that. Damn it. But look, your TCU pick paid dividends the last time you chose. Yeah, yeah. And Ohio State pick almost paid dividends too, didn't it? Yes, it did. <laughs> this would be a different outcome. Think that shit. <laughs> well, talk to your field goal kicker. <laughs> I'm not because I can't stand Ohio State. That guy could give you a bag of dicks. There you go. So TCU, <laughs> hey, you know what? You no, you know what? I don't care. I don't want. I don't pick Georgia. I don't want to. Oh, okay. I'm like, you would at least be Grinch. I don't care. Which is more than you're going to do in fantasy football. <laughs> it's just first loser. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> Fair if you point. first, you're last. And Mac, what about you, brother? Um, fuck, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Does it really matter? So uh, give you. me TCU. At least, then, at least then, if they win, I can I can hold that over everybody's head. You know there what? You I, I want to go with Mac. Can I go with Mac? Can I? Can yeah. I- 
Absolutely. Back. I don't want you. You can't jump on the bandwagon now. I want to. I want to okay. split it. All right, come it's on. Done happen. It's, it's a good ride. It. We're I wanna, doing I lock it. arms and skip down the street with you, buddy. Oh, we can do that anyway. I'll push Look. you both into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll sit on the sidewalk and just watch and laugh as I win either way. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, wow, the season is over. It's hard to believe. I feel like we just started this, but uh, is it one more game Time to flies go? when you're having fun, man. Fuck yeah, it does. And this was another great season. It was. Yeah, yeah it was. And, and uh, shout out to the hero at the Georgia game who went shirtless. Because he said he uh, normally changes shirts when Georgia isn't playing well, and he oh, didn't, and he didn't have, have a shirt or something, so yeah. he just took his shirt off. <laughs> you do what you got to do. Why, why, like we couldn't, why like could said, we not have gotten JJ McCarthy's girlfriend not, to go down that route? Right. Uh, I mean, come on, anybody? Not all heroes wear capes. That's it, or <laughs> shirts, or shirts. Um, all right, so there we go. Another one is in the books. Georgia TCU. It's going to happen this Monday. Uh, Looking forward to this one. Hopefully, it's a good game. I mean, maybe it's a blowout, maybe it's not, but I'm I'm hoping it ends forty two forty one Georgia TCU. Uh, I'm good with forty two forty one Georgia. I'm I'm just hoping that um, <laughs> Grinch will like live broadcast him watching the game. Flicking, like, fuck you, you TCU. You you're, you're getting because... sleepy, hypnotoad. Because <laughs> <laughs> that that for me was almost almost as entertaining as the game was. Agreed. Agreed. And now okay. I know why Mrs. Grinch stays married to him. It's just it stays just out of the room just for the entertainment. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's the reason. All right, <laughs> <laughs> there's value in it. Uh, as always, gentlemen, I appreciate you taking the time to do this week in and week out. You know your hot takes, your perspectives. Uh, it's another great season. Win percentages notwithstanding, I, I enjoyed doing this. Grinch, I'm I'm sorry that your your three peat will most likely not come to well, not most likely, will not come to fruition one way or the other. Well, you know, if it all works out, it's the two time and then a two time, and That's I'll it. take that. That's it. But but you do have a wild card you can still play. <laughs> if if we get to uh, uh, I mean you got to play it fairly quickly I was going to say right, like, yeah. in the next day. couple hours yeah as soon as um, we finish uh, recording <laughs> he's like I want to change um, no so yeah another good season uh, I really enjoyed doing this looking forward to doing it next year you know it's hard to believe it has been three seasons uh, I, I feel like we have just kind of plowed through this but uh, yeah you know I, I think we haven't gotten better we haven't gotten worse. Grinch got worse. I think everybody is actually down. Grinch and Haas and Mac, you're actually down over your picks from last year. 89, 92, and 88. Yeah. yeah I'm the only one. That, that was because I had to start making off picks I didn't want to make. Yeah. I, I was the only one. I mean, and, and only by two, but I was the only one that really gained, or by one, I'm sorry, because I'm the 88. Mac, you are the 87. Yeah, I only gained by a couple of picks over my thing from last year. Everybody's down a hair. So, you know, not getting monumentally better in our picks, but not getting monumentally worse either. We'll see how next year goes, but uh, not bad. I've enjoyed it. So, gentlemen, thank you so much. Looking forward to this final game. We'll see how this, hopefully Georgia is a back-to-back, and that will work. You know, I'll be happy with that if the SEC can pull it off and establish their dominance yet again. So, uh, thank you so much. Love doing this week in and week out. We will do this again next week. <laughs>